Ladies and gentlemen, hear them pour. It's the Beer Geeks Radio Hour on WYLK. Well, 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 northeastern Pennsylvania. How y'all doing out there in what apparently is turning into the surface of the sun? I don't know if the actual earth has moved closer to the sun. I'm not quite sure, but it feels like that outside. Damn that day star. I know. Hmm. <laughs> Anyway, uh, welcome to Beer Geeks on WILK. Uh, we are a, a local beer radio show that talks beer goodness. Sometimes we have breweries on, sometimes we have writers on, and then sometimes we just like to talk beer topics. And sometimes we have meat smoke. Yeah, and sometimes we have meat smoke. No meat smoke just this not week. Today. So, uh, but we, we'll be talking beer trades today, and no Joe too. So yeah, we're we're down a couple, but we've gained one, an old timey friend, the veteran Ed is back <laughs> in the ha- house. It's been oh, God, was nice. it been like a year, buddy? Nah. Only about six months. Oh, only about six months. Yeah. Welcome to addition back to the Beer Geeks. He took a little hiatus, but he's back in uh, full effect. And then we have uh, George from Georging. Yep, that's me. Subsidiary of uh, Mass Patrol Reviews. Reviews, yes. MTR um, of all the all the shows you missed, you missed one last week where our our, our esteemed guest was uh, chugging Jenny Creams, which is I like know. your wheelhouse moment. You needed to be here for that, and you let us all down. Yeah, you know that that was my that was my white buffalo. I missed it. Yes, it is. And we're going to be talking beer trading today. So we have Steve in the house who is, uh, he's like ninja level, uh, he's, he's maxed out. Like he, I wouldn't go that far. No, I would. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Steve, you want to come over? We'll do a share, two bottles. All right, he comes with like three coolers. and He's contractually obligated. He has to bring at least two yeah. bags with him everywhere. I think that was yeah written in the Geneva Convention, I believe, that he has to bring like <laughs> eight cases of, uh, of uh, beer with him wherever he goes. So, I like uh, to share beer. Well, it, it is. I've noticed. It's great, bad, and I like it. No, it's a good problem to have. <laughs> it is a good problem to have. So, yeah, we're going to be talking a bunch of uh, beer trading. It's going to go ins and outs of kind of beer trading, stuff like that, whether it comes from what you should do, how do you get into it, legality, the whole nine. So we'll cover all that. But uh, first off, let's talk a little bit of beer news. First off, uh, an acquisition. It's been a while since we had a kind of a, a, a semi-big acquisition. When's the last one you guys remember? I don't even remember the last, like, quote-unquote big one. I could be missing Alice something. Alice Point wasn't that long ago. <laughs> it was last year, though, wasn't it? Or right around the, t- right around the right New around Year. The yeah, year. so uh, Miller Coors has acquired uh, Terrapin. Um, Terrapin, pretty big uh, company um, down out of, where are they located again? I, I Athens, Georgia. Athens, Georgia. Thank you very much, George. And, uh, yeah, Miller, Miller Coors uh, uh, gobbled them up. I believe it was yesterday or the day before. So, you know, it was, it was a while um, with the uh, acquisitions not going down. So... Maybe it was like kind of like a slump buster here. We're going to start seeing a bunch of them kind of come flying through the chute uh, next. So that happened. Um, and a bunch of kind of beer releases slash pseudo beer releases. We have uh, first one is actually something I think is pretty fantastic, which is Unibrew. Um, well, actually, the beer that originally got me into beer was Unibrew Maldit when I went to Canada back around like 99. Um, they are doing a collaboration beer with Megadeth. No. Nice. Wow, that would be interesting. Yeah, I know. I I, dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a, a music and beer collaborations. Uh, let's see, Unibrew. I don't think they. Uh, a tout le monde is a Belgian style saison that clocks in four point five percent alcohol. The beer will release next month. So, uh, yeah, uh, just nice to see a, 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 a nice, clean, wholesome um, band like Megadeth get into the whole beer game. You know, we have all those like pseudo metal bands like. Um, What's the one? The Trooper beer. Who is that again? Iron Maiden. Iron Maiden. See? In stereo, Iron Maiden. Um, that came out, and then you have Kiss came out with a collab beer. So, you know, you have your, your metal bands, and then you have, uh, uh, what would you call Bayside, George? I wouldn't exactly call that metal. What would you call Bayside? I think it's more of a, like kind of like rock now. Yeah. Well, Bayside is actually collaborating, too, with Oscar Blues to release um, a collaboration with them, which is a Bayside Black IPA. It's kind of a weird one because you think of Bayside, I think of what, Queens? They're from, correct? Yeah. And that's where the name comes from. And um, they're uh, collaborating with a brewery from, you know, out in Colorado. It's kind of a... A little bit of a stretch globally, but uh, or continentally, I guess you'd say. But uh, yeah, I mean, black IPAs are uh, if they're done right, they're pretty good. But we'll see what happens there. Uh, let's see what else. We it looks like they're actually going to try and uh, have it released around their uh, new album coming out next month. Oh, really? Yeah. So, so uh, August nineteenth. Mm, a little dual release action. Um, and then uh, another, I guess you wouldn't say it's metal, but it, it definitely s- 
uh, feels of like kind of like um, old school kind of metalish Game of Thrones is is kind of you know there's wizards and and stuff like that <laughs> you know you remember the old metal guy when you were a kid drove around in like a van and he had like a wizard mural like <laughs> like painted on the side of his van anyway Game of Thrones be a new Game of Thrones beer by uh, Omega Gang uh, the beer will be called uh, Valar Dahiris Triple Ale um, what is that actually George. You're a Game of Thrones super nerd, aren't you? I know uh, Valor Morghulis was uh, All Men Must Die, and this one, I believe, is All Men Must Serve. Oh, so uh, we'll I see what happens. So. so it's a Belgian triple. I mean, if you're going to talk about Omegang and as far as what they do and what they do um, well, it's Belgian beers. So if they're going to do, uh, do a collab or do a Game of Thrones beer and going to do it as a Belgian kind of beer, then, you know, it's probably going to be good. Uh, Modern Times is uh, set to release um, Attack Frequency. Now, I only say that because usually don't do the ton of the beer releases that we don't get around in around the area, but we're starting to see kind of Modern Times trickle in the pseudo area, like New York and New Jersey area, so you never know. You might actually see this. Um, it's going to be released in 16-ounce special release cans from the San Diego Brewery. It's a hazy IPA brewery with Citra, Amarillo, El Dorado, and Rakura hops. I never... I don't, I'm sure I've had those hops, but never as a specific dry hop variety um, or brewed variety. They list it on a can. But, the can uh, looks awesome. Yeah, it's a super cool looking can. Um, like very, um, what do they call it, Art Deco? Is that what that kind of style is? That 50s kind of no art, idea. art design style? It just looks pretty neat. I, I don't really, I can't be like a uh, judge on anything. I just think things look cool. You're just the judgiest of judges. <laughs> yeah, though, so. cool. Or it's, um, <laughs> the, this uh, beer is great. <laughs> it's, uh, but if you look at it, it's a really cool can, but the one distinct thing you'll notice is it's a departure from modern times. Typically their cans are all, or their bottles are exactly the same Unison. thing, just color variants and verbiage changes. Do you know what I mean? This is actually a pretty big change from their base design. So it's nice to see them kind of step out of, out of their comfort zone with that. Um, Avery Brewing, one of my favorite breweries, especially when it comes to barrel aged stuff, they're on a Mount Rushmore barrel aging for me, is reviewing or uh, releasing a beer called Ale to the Chief, which is you know I mean just around election time they're going to be releasing a beer like that. You know it kind of makes sense, um, and it just has on it. Uh, it has written on it, bipartisan blend of malt and hops. I just thought that was really funny, so I had to mention that. Um, as far as the actual style itself, um, it's Double just a, a presidential pale ale. Um, it, let's see here. A brew worthy of the Oval Office. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. I mean, it looks like it's going to be one of their kind of like bomber styles as far as size and whatnot. So if that's the case, chances are we'll see it around here. And last but not least. I do like that uh, on their website it shows availability every four years. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're, you know, they're trying to make bombers great again. What can I say? Not anyway. That. <laughs> and last but not least, um, just in time for the new movie coming out, um, Schmaltz Brewing is releasing actually licensed Star Trek beers. Um, didn't they do a couple releases already, uh, different um, um, science fiction themed stuff, I believe? There have been a couple of licensed Star Trek beers in the past. I don't think they were done by Schmaltz, though. Done by Schmaltz, well, you know, it's a Star Trek Golden Anniversary Ale. Uh, the Trouble uh, the trouble with Tribbles is the name. It's an unfiltered ale brewed with, uh, fittingly, with Comet, Galaxy, Polaris, Aurora, and Admiral Hops. So, <laughs> got a little hokey on that front. But, I mean, hey, you know what I mean? They're actually good hops, so we'll see what actually happens with that. So, there you go. A little bit of beer news up in there. So, yeah. What's going on, guys? We're going to be talking uh, um, a little bit of beer trading. Now, it's kind of like we'll get this out before the break. Uh, first thing I want to touch on is legality um, because, you know, when you're going to talk about something that technically might be illegal in the state of Pennsylvania, it, it's not necessarily illegal to trade beer in the state of Pennsylvania. It's illegal to ship beer. So when you're talking about actually sending beer to and from people, when we're talking about these things, you want to make sure you check with your local laws. You know, we broadcast outside of this state and we get, you know, um, syndication on iTunes and stuff like that. So... It's uh, it's definitely, this is a far-reaching subject that goes outside the state of Pennsylvania, but it's also something, like I said, you can actually trade in person. So when we're talking about trading beers and stuff like that, first thing you want to do is make sure you check with your local laws. That way you're not breaking any laws or anything like that. So just wanted to get that out of the way real quick. So if we do kind of say things here and there about uh, sending beer in the mail and whatnot, again, check with your local laws. Just be safe. Anyway, so with that out of the way, let's do this. Let's get the, go to break real quick, um, pay some uh, bills with some commercials, and then we'll come back and we'll talk some uh, beer trading goodness on uh, Beer Geeks and WILK. 
If diets and diet products keep failing to flatten your belly, it may not be a diet product you need. You may need Soma Biotics, the shockingly effective breakthrough that flattens bloated bellies fast by cleansing pounds of waste from your body. Right now, you can find out for free how much flatter Soma Biotics will make your belly because they're currently giving away free trials to the public. For yours, call 1-800-914-2696. Strict limit of one per household. Soma Biotics is not a diet product. It's scientifically formulated with natural ingredients to cleanse your system, flatten bloated bellies, and combat periodic heartburn and acid reflux. If your belly flattening results are too dramatic, simply reduce use to every other day. If diets keep failing to flatten your belly, it may not be a diet you need. It may be Soma Biotics. Call now for your free trial and see how much flatter it makes your belly. 1-800-914-2696. Hurry. Call now for details while they're still giving trials away for free. 1-800-914-2696. That's 1-800-914-2696. Here's the WILK Community Calendar. River Run Rehab and Nursing Center, 615 Wyoming Ave in Kingston, is holding the American Lung Association's Better Breathers Support Group on the last Thursday of every month. There will be lung disease education, medication updates, breathing techniques, guest speakers, and more. It is free and open to the public, and refreshments will be served. The WILK Community Calendar is brought to you by Guardian Skates, your total outdoor construction service, located in Bloomsburg, guardianscapes.com. To get your event on the WILK Community Calendar, just email us at feedback at wilknewsradio.com. Need peace of mind knowing your loved one is cared for in a safe and secure environment? The Gardens of Greenridge Assisted Living and Memory Care Team, part of the Sabre Healthcare Group, can help you rest easy. They provide the highest quality of care. Whether using their common areas, outdoor spaces, or enjoying their dining experience, the focus is on their residents and providing a home environment. Call 570-468-8410 or visit saberhealth.com. Gardens of Greenridge, part of Sabre Healthcare Group. Personal attention, proven results. Come out and join the party. The infield block party at Pocono Raceway, Saturday, July 30th, beginning at 6 in the infield. Fans can enter through the Gate 1 tunnel starting at 5 p.m. A $10 donation per carload gets you live entertainment from 6 till midnight, plus a huge fireworks display at dusk. Proceeds benefit the local fire company. The infield block party at Pocono Raceway is a great way to kick off race weekend and a fun event for the entire family. Saturday, July 30th, $10 carloads, Gate 1 tunnel. Be there. with the beer geeks this isn't 1940s or whatever uh, weird kind of old school music that was anyway <laughs> basically uh we're back with a little bit of beer trading and beer uh whatever you want to call it i wouldn't even call it trade. i don't want to say shipping i want to say exchange let's go exchange it makes it sound so much more highbrow than anything else beer exchange action here in the beer geeks we're basically talking about um how you to get into um beer trading how to go about it the ins and out of it and what to look for when it comes to trading. Now, first things first, how do you get into beer trading? I mean, typically, it's a, it's a normal evolution. A lot of people kind of get into beer. And once they get to the point where they actually like start to get really into it, they want to try different things that they can't get locally. Um, once that happens, typically, you just start to look outside of your network with that, where there would actually be people you know in the real world or friends of friends or even go online and stuff like that. How did you guys actually get into that kind of realm, like a beer trading, did you know somebody, or did you go online, or did you reach out, or did you ask friends how they did it? Like, where? How did you guys go about it when you first got into beer trading? I think I went online. I don't think I actually knew anybody that traded prior to getting into it. And where I started out was Beer Advocate. There's a big subculture there for trading. Yeah. And then what did you do from there? You just kind of just felt people out and just kind of hooked on to a couple of people, traded a little bit until you found got a rapport with a specific uh, person or people and then kind of went from there? There are a couple of people I've built a rapport with that we frequently exchange boxes of local stuff back and forth that we know each other can't get. I'll go to a release. I'll make sure I set bottles aside for them, things like that. Mm -hmm. Okay. How about you, George? Is it more like you're more of a local networker, and this is what I'm what I'm talking about. Actual beer trading it doesn't have to be via mail. You're more of an actual like networker in real life, where you actually meet people and kind yeah. of exchange beer hand to hand and stuff like that. Now, for you, how did you end up doing that? Is it? It seems like um, just from knowing you, it was more um, um, a little bit internet, a little bit of uh, actual friends of friends, and a little bit of people you just kind of chatted up at bottle releases and stuff like that. 
Yeah, for the most part for me, it was actually, uh, there was a Facebook group and then it kind of expanded from there to going into trading and me and the one guy, uh, Tyler, we were talking forever and I was just like, dude, I'm just going to come out and hang out. He was only two and a half hours away, I found out, and then he got me, he's the one that got me hooked on Carton and Kane and then from there, you know, just met more friends and I have friends pretty much anywhere in like the New England states that I could just travel to and I could stay with and go to releases and it's pretty cool. You meet a lot of really fun people out there. And then how about you, Ed? I remember last time um, last time you were on the show, you just started to kind of get into kind of beer trading and stuff like that. How did you manage to kind well, of get into that realm? I started with the, the beer advocate, and I had no luck. It was just dead end. So I, st- I started searching Facebook, and there was a bunch of bunch of uh, groups on there, and uh, I just started posting. I, just, I, I started posting um, Dogfish 120 <laughs> because... <laughs> <laughs> there, there's about 18 states I think there is uh, they can't get it because of the high, the high alcohol, okay. 18% or whatever. So I was just posting it like, listen, I got <laughs> I got a four-pack, eight-pack, whatever you want. What you, trade for something that's like local in your area. And, man, people start hitting. Yeah. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't keep it on my shelf. Yeah, and, and that's the thing, and I, I think that's kind of like where a lot of it comes from. Now, for me, it was a little bit different. Like um, when I started to do like kind of beer reviews online and stuff like that, I actually had people reach out to me to want to send me stuff and then initiate trades in that way. So it's like I came through it through a little bit different an angle to where people actually asked me to trade with me and be like, "Hey, uh, I, I I would like to see you kind of cover this or review this here. How about I send you some of this beer?" And they'd actually just do it on spec, but I would be like, "Oh, we send them beer back," and I just kind of make friends that way as far as beer trading goes and I guess the first thing I'm trying to get into is about like how do you get into it and there's a bunch of different ways you can actually get into it whether it be strictly on the internet um, through actual physical interactions of people here and there or whether it be I mean still the internet but like from Facebook to Beer Advocate and places like that there's a bunch of places to go now when you're talking about actually getting into it I guess the first thing the hardest thing what actually applies to anything in life is trust and that's (laughs) the thing you have to you have to gain a trust of the person you're actually going to exchange beer with because there is a there is no kind of moderator. There is no escrow. Um, In certain areas, there are. You uh, do get, for example, uh, if your advocate has a feedback system and, similar to eBay. Yes, and I was going to get to that point. But I mean, in the grand scheme of things, there has been people that have actually hustled have pretty hardcore best. because you can. You, yeah, there's there's a uh, yeah, uh, there's a bunch of things you can actually do to. Um, like kind of get ahead of the game when it comes to stuff like that. I mean, people are way more savvy. I mean, this is more like during the inception of all those kind of beer training groups where kind of people took advantage of it. But the first thing you want to do is actually kind of talk to the person, uh, talk to people in general, and kind of just get a, a decent footing beneath yourself. Get a little comfortable with it. Start off small. That's the biggest thing you need to understand. And, and, and you know, trade local. I mean, a lot of people out there, the first, I guess you would say, I don't want to say misstep, or the first urge a lot of people have when they get into beers and they actually elevate to the point where they want to do trading is they kind of start chasing the proverbial whale. Um, and they just do anything they can to get whatever they can, whatever they can do to get whatever they want. And that uh, a couple of things happen. One, people are going to trade with you, pr- get turned off, especially good traders, because they're just like, oh, all you want is this. It's kind of like a relationship. You know what I mean? All you want is this one thing, and you're not doing anything else here. Um, so you just want to, like, you know, gain trust. You actually want to start small and, and, you know, send you know set up some in-person trades if you can or do very small kind of singular stuff just to kind of get your footing and get used to it. Um, now, once you actually get to the point where you're, you know, get – trades underneath you and you actually sit there and you exchange some beer and with some people and you can start to expand your horizons I guess you could say um, and go from there and actually like start to be I guess you would say be more specific I guess you would say about the things you try to track down how would you put it Steve if you if you were to say like when you got to the point where you actually first started trading and you got to the point where you felt comfortable with it what changed for you as far as trading? Did you actually like start to be a bit more aggressive or did you kind of just dial in and hone in who you traded with and then just kind of expand from there? I am honestly still pretty open. There's not a limited group that I trade with. Okay. I keep a close eye out and I go after whatever I think is a good deal. It doesn't necessarily have to be for this crazy whale of the week, basically. Okay. Or anything, you know, monkish is blowing up right now. <laughs> Treehouse has been, trade house has been <laughs> ridiculous lately. You don't have to go after one specific thing. You will find great little breweries. 
and and that's and and I guess that's the thing where I or I guess my head lies is that when it comes to me with trading and stuff like that, you get to the point where you're at, like I was going to say, you get to the point where you get comfortable asking for specific stuff. You want to get specific, bigger stuff, and you trade for those things. Once you actually get to the point where you get your feet underneath, underneath, you gain a rapport with people, you trust certain people, then it's more like, just send me stuff you think is I would like. You know what I mean? And I will do the same with you. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, sure, you want the things you want, but you also want to find the things you never heard of, and there's so much good beer out there. That's the other way to go about it. Rather than looking for specific stuff, when people say, what do you want from my area, if they reach out to me, I go, send me the stuff no one ever asked for that you think is awesome. And you still get opportunities to do that with extras as well. Yes. A lot of trades will include extra beers that aren't specifically asked for in addition to what you're trading for. So you'll try to pick out one or two things. Maybe you use Seeker Brew as a resource to make sure that they don't get them on the receiving end and send them good beer that they may have never heard of. Yeah, and I mean, that's, like, the big thing, too, uh, as far as, like, trying to, I guess you would say, find new beers that you never heard of before. Uh, at the same time, you want to expose people to new beers they've never heard of before. So, like you said, whether it be using Seeker Brew or something like that, try to find, because we take so much stuff for granted. We have all this local stuff that we're like, oh, I can get that whenever I want, and it's just, you know, I'll pass it up a thousand times and just whatever, but then you send it to somebody, and you for, and then they go, man, why? I need some more of that, and you go, really? A good example of that is, yeah. honestly, Yingling is sought after in some areas. Yeah. Really? As a local, we really would not yeah. think about that. And Mike was sending that is, stuff to California. Yes. Mike I usually send that as an extra. Throw the can nice. of Yingling Lager in as an extra, always. Throw the Yingling ice cream in there, too, just in a cold packet. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, as far as, like, actual, like, getting to the point where you feel comfortable with somebody trading for beers you want, but then you're going to kind of expand your horizons, get to the point where you want to get new and different stuff and send people new and different stuff. And uh, the extra part of sh- portion of the show, I guess we'll touch on it as we talked about it, that has always been a weird thing for me, the extras portion, because... It's such a great concept. Um, and by extra portion, I mean when people, you know, if you're going to set up a trade, one of the things you should do is really, you don't want to be too rigid, but you want to be like, I want to send you this, and you're going to send me this, and then whatever else happens, happens. You kind of want to outline it at you least. Usually pe- discuss extra yeah. in advance, yes. Yeah. Whether or not there will be extras. Yeah, but don't get too wrapped up. I know some people that get really wrapped up in extras and be like, oh, they sent me pretty mediocre extras. To be like, dude, they're extras. Do you know what I mean? Fair, man. Yeah. Don't complain. <laughs> yeah, or be like, I sent them these extras, and they didn't send me equivalent and be like, man, that's not how it works. You know what I mean? So when it gets to a point where you feel comfortable and you're actually sitting out there and you're, you're trading with people, whether it be, you know, um, uh, over a post or whether it be in person and you're kind of doing the whole kind of extra thing, be very open-minded when it comes to that stuff. Cause sometimes I've, I know people have gotten like extras and be like, Oh, I don't even know what this is. And then I have it. And it's like one of the best beers I've ever had in their life. So it's like, you know, take that whole extra thing with a grain of salt. Don't get your panties in a bunch. Then don't get too upset if you don't get whales as your extras. Um, and, uh, yeah. Uh, let's see what else. What's one of the What's one of the biggest? Um, I guess you would say irritations um, that you've dealt with when it comes to uh, trade, Steve. Like, is there anything specific or like time frame, like packaging, with communication has been an issue with certain new people. You'll get halfway through negotiating something and they'll fall off the face of the earth. Okay. That's generally something to deal with with new people at times. They'll change their mind and just not respond at all. But isn't that part and parcel of getting comfortable with somebody and trusting somebody? Yes, really. Because, I mean, you, you're going to sit there, and if you sit there negotiating, or I don't know what it's called negotiating. It makes it sound dirty, like it's a hostage <laughs> situation. Um, you you, you want to you wanna, um, discuss. You know, discuss, and you want to hammer out details and stuff like that. But at the same time, if someone's wishy-washy from the start, it kind of gives you a little bit of a salty taste in your mouth and be like, I don't know how this is going to go down. You know, and if it takes them, you know, an extra week or two to send stuff out and then you get it, but you get what you want, but it was way more trouble than it's worth. You know what I mean? It's kind of maybe a, a sign of things to come. Have you ever dealt with that with somebody like where you've actually traded and they dragged their drug their feet so heavily, but then ended up switching modes to where they ended up being a great person moving forward? I haven't really dealt with anybody that's drugged their feet intentionally. I'm actually currently somebody that's dragging their feet a little bit because they have an issue with a proxy out in California. 
having some issues getting some brewery stuff. Oh, okay. Proxy. Well, and that's, that's I mean, then we're talking that's higher level stuff to where you're doing like, this is like, we're getting to a point to where this is like an NBA trade where there's like three teams involved and there's caps and all kinds of stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, you're, you're beautiful mining stuff right now uh, when it comes to <laughs> actual trade. Be like, well, the 13 proxies in California didn't talk to the yeah. eight proxies over there. And then, you know, I just like saying the word proxies. Anyway, um, so yeah, uh, to get back kind of in a semi kind of cohesive topic point, when you're actually sitting there and you're talking about getting into trade, you're getting to the point where you're getting comfortable. Um, then you get to the point where you get comfortable enough to kind of go outside your expansion or expand your horizons, kind of go out there, ask for more like bigger specific stuff, but get to the point where you actually get a rapport, you get a, uh, a comfort zone with somebody. Okay. And you get to the point where, and this is the best part for me when it comes to actually you get to the point of beer trading. Then you get to the point where you're actually not trading beer anymore. You're just sending beer and receiving beer intermittently. Long distance sharing is what it really. Yeah, is. and that's and that's actually when it com- becomes probably the coolest portion of the show, where it's not so much um, a you know dollar for dollar, one for one kind of situation. I guess you would say. Yes. Um, it, it gets to the point where you gain a report with somebody to you're like, okay, now we're just exchanging beer back and forth, and everybody's having a good time, and and there's no like, oh, I'm going to send you this. Make sure you send me this. Be like, oh, once a month or however long it is, I'm just going to send you beer, and, and whenever you have beer, send me beer and or meat and exchange <laughs> beer, whatever you want to call it, um, and uh, go from there. Now. That, how long has it taken you to get to that level with some of the people that you've kind of exchanged beer with? Really just a couple trades is what it takes, which is over the course of a few weeks to a few months. There are a few people. I actually have, the guy I trade with the most, honestly, is out in Iowa, and he has regular access to Toppling Goliath. He has done things before, like for Star Wars Day, they tapped Morning Delight, which is one of their highly sought-after stouts. No growler fills of it, no bottles remaining. He took a flask to the brewery, filled it up with this beer on tap, and shipped me a flask of the beer. <laughs> Sweet. See, now that's dedication. I got the Without picture. mentioning this to me at all, complete surprise, I open the box and it's there. So, yeah, uh, like, I mean, that's next level stuff, but that's also something you would work towards once you actually get to the point where you're actually, you know, comfortable with the person you gain that kind of like, it's a friendship. You've never met this person in your life, but now you've got to the point where you actually feel like, hey, man, uh, you know, I wish we could actually hang out. Yes. And actually have. Probably will meet at Huna Day next year. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Well, who doesn't meet at Huna Day? Come on now. Now, let's, let's kind of backtrack to something I said a bit earlier, which is like when you get to the point, I guess one of the biggest, how do I put this? I don't want to say poop storms or tox contention points or whatever you want to call it is when it comes to what trading for what. Now, how do you, how have you dealt with those situations when it comes to actual training, like a like a one for one, like figuring out value Often stuff like when that? When you're starting, it's dollar for dollar. Mm-hmm. That's what you try to do, and in a lot of situations, dollar for dollar is fair. But there are situations where you may feel it's completely unfair. Like if you're taking, say, a five-hour car ride and waiting for nine hours. Yes. Who's done that? Or even just completely different value beers. I mean, if we didn't get Avery and I wanted to trade some Treehouse for some Uncle Jacobs, I would have to send four or five, six cans of Treehouse to get a 12-ounce bottle of Uncle Jacobs. Well, that's, I mean, that's just basic supply and demand is what that is, basically. But you're using beer as currency at this point. So you're talking about exchange rates for dollars versus pounds versus euros. Uh, Instead of that, you're kind of talking about that with when it comes to beer and things like that. And it does make sense to a point. Um, And I guess that's one of the the biggest things when you actually get into the point of um, exchanging or trading beer with people is um, that trust part of it is not being taken advantage of. A lot of people will try to do that. You yes, know what I mean? Absolutely. And a lot of people, hype absolutely sets trade value. The more hyped a beer is, and especially something that's just coming out, I mean, the Kane's most recent release, Sunday Brunch, was insane trade value recently for a $15 bottle, really. People were trading $80, $90 worth of beer for it. And then, I mean, I know people who have gone as far as, like, they're almost like future traders. Like, I think, what was it, a... Uh, was it a Carton's Dune Fruit? Like after a month, that that kind of took off as far as trade value goes because it was gone and everybody wanted it and stuff like that. So then I know people that were like, "Yeah, I got a bunch of this Dune Fruit, and I'm just gonna send it here and send it there and get this, this, uh, that, and the other thing for it." So, um, 
I guess it does behoove you if you're going to get to the point of, of trading and stuff like that beyond the point of getting comfortable with the person is kind of figure out how that whole value scale works. It can get a little bit daunting, I guess you would say, because you actually have to do research and kind of stay on top of things and figure out what's worth what. But at the same time, it probably does... It's probably a good thing to do. That way you don't get your kind of pants taken down when you're not expecting it, I guess you would say. Yes, and there are a lot of resources around there to try to estimate and track that. Yeah. An easy way to do it is just to keep an eye on what trades are being completed. Yeah, trends and stuff like that. I'm surprised there's not an app for that yet, like a beer exchange there rate app. There are uh, websites like Beer Black Book that trace sell values on secondary market of beer. Mm-hmm. Now, what do you feel about now? Like, I mean, this is a totally different. Um, uh, I guess it's not all that different because it's 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 money rather than beer. What do you feel about some of the kind of like beer exchange websites that are kind of popping up? Ones that are more like okay, you know, buy beer for this or like your I don't know name names when it comes to the things like that. But like, do you ever utilize any of those, or or is it more like the trading part of it is is kind of what gets you rather than the actual procuring of the beer? There are a couple of Facebook groups I'm in that are like that. Okay. I haven't purchased anything outright from them. If I were to see the right deal come through, I may. Okay. But a lot of it is high secondary market value. And there are other ways as well. Raffles are popular on Facebook and a number of other ways to get beer on the secondary market. But trading is one of the best. No, I mean, like you said, I mean, like we've touched on a bunch of times today, the trading part of, p- portion of the show, you get what you want, but you also kind of, not to make it sound super hokey, but you make a friend, yeah. and uh, and and that and that's a good thing. You know what I mean? Like a, a bunch of the beers that we're actually drinking today, or beers that you ended up procuring, or uh, uh, pretty much everybody here procured via trades. You know what I mean? Apropos, and and there are these ones that you actually facilitated in, uh, with a specific person, like, or was it more of like I'm gonna. I'm going to send you stuff. You send me stuff. Kind of level these beers. Was it like, oh, I, I want these all specific three ones? Of these were with regular traders of mine. Okay. I know the top on Goliath was, and I believe Jackie O's was as well. Now, what's the? Um, let's flip the script to a little bit of. Is there w- one beer that you've chased? Not that people should chase beers, but is there one that you've been chasing forever that you just can't seem to wrangle down? Outside of the atypical, you know, KBBS, uh-huh. yeah, sought K- after KBBS, yeah, yeah. and yeah, I don't think there's anything in particular that I've really been chasing. No, just try as much good beer as I can. Really, is what it comes down to. And then, and then, the other thing I guess you would say, or I guess I would say, um, and I see a lot of people fall into is kind of getting addicted to the trading portion of the show, which is they never drink the beers they buy, or nor do they drink the beers they, they trade, trade for. Try to sell up. Or, up, yeah. yeah, they're just trying to flip and rotate all the time because that ends up being like a kind of pseudo stock market game they're playing in their heads. They were like, oh my God, I got to get this and I got to get this so I can get this. And then once I get that, then I can do that with this and then find this with that. Um, <laughs> and, you know what I mean? I, I know a bunch of people that are like yes. that. And that's the other thing is to try not to get wrapped up in the game. I guess I, 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 I would say maybe a all of us for a brief moment have fallen into that a little bit. You know what I mean? To Certainly. where you, when you first get into it, it's kind of like a thing where you're like, okay, you know what I mean? It's almost like a game. But, um, but the one thing like, like Joe's joked about, I've joked about, and, and you've self deprecatedly joked about is that like, you know, you want to share your beers. That's the end. The end game is to get the beers that you get and then share them with friends. And that's the whole purpose around it. Why there's a lot of beer sitting in my basement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Steve needs friends. <laughs> if you like Steve's friend, please send him. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway. It's but that's, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the whole thing. Like, going into it, you know what I mean? Trading beers, getting stuff that you've always wanted to try, but also being able to expose it to other people who've always wanted to try that stuff too. And I, and we talked a couple weeks ago about um, kind of getting into beer and sharing beers and doing beer shares. This is almost like an extension of that. This is kind of like the uh, the grocery sh- store run of the beer share, you know what I mean? Of doing these things and then bringing them somewhere and enjoying them with people because that's what beer is all about. Aw. 
We're making friends and sharing beers here on the Beer Geeks. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, um, to recap real quick, and then after this, we'll go to break, and then we'll get back in a little bit more, I don't want to say negative stuff, but a little bit of boring stuff when it comes to, like, maybe packaging and, and then those kind of cheaters and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, just to recap, you're going to want to, you know, just start small, get used to what you're doing, um, be comfortable with um, the actual process around trading. Again, like we went said before the break, and check your local laws if you're going to be sending stuff via the mail. Um, you know what I mean? If you can meet people, meet them in person. Um, don't get too big for your britches to start off with. You know what I mean? Get comfy, comfortable. And once you get comfortable, then you can kind of expand your horizons and open it up from there. And then you'd be surprised some of the things that you find. Uh, some of the uh, more better, because that's proper English, more better beers that uh, I've actually gotten via trades are the ones I've never heard of. So it's kind of a, a cool way to kind of expose yourself and Instead of getting on a plane and, and flying to a town to take a, a walk or a tour or something like that, you're kind of having that town come to you because each beer kind of has a little bit of each place kind of in it. And it's just a, it's just a good way to be exposed to um, a different tastes and uh, different people. So uh, there you go. So let's do this. Let's take a break. Uh, when we come back, we'll talk a little bit more beer trading here on the Beer Geeks on WILK. Love fishing? Come fish for a good cause. The Anthony Sylvester Janusa Memorial Scholarship Fishing Derby will take place August 13th at the West Pittston Armory. Everyone is welcome. Fishermen, fisherwomen, and spectators. There'll be food, cash prizes, 50-50 drawings, silent auction, and much, much more. Get all the details on Facebook at the Anthony Sylvester Janusa. That's G-E-N-N-U-S-A Memorial Scholarship. Or call 570 570- 706-1690. That's 570-706-1690. Not available in all states. Successful entrepreneurs just like you know that demand, location, and attraction are the keys to building a solid business. And now, for the first time ever, Recent Irby's robotic frozen yogurt vending machines offer you the opportunity to own your own business and provide those exact tools to aid in your success. Imagine a revolutionary kiosk that creates that essential demand at any location, delivering delicious and creamy frozen yogurt for your customers. Nine flavors. Six toppings served from a robot. Picture a machine that can be placed practically anywhere and a corporate support team that finds all the premier sites for you so you can focus on your premium opportunity. It's a vending experience that creates excitement, captivates audiences of all ages, and generates endless possibilities for your potential success. Want to learn more? Recent Irby's Froyo kiosks are now available as a franchise opportunity across the U.S. But you better act now. Locations and machines are going fast. Just go to FroyoFranchising.com and enter promo code 46. 646. That's FroyoFranchising.com. Promo code 4646. It's important to remember to choose your pharmacist as carefully as you choose your physician. Hi, this is Eric Pusey, owner and pharmacist of the Medicap Pharmacy in Oliphant. At Medicap Pharmacy, we offer a healthcare team you can trust. Additionally, we're proud to offer a variety of services such as weekly medication planners, local delivery, immunizations, customer rewards programs, Medicare guidance, and as always, friendly professional service. Give us a call at 383-6700. Medicap Pharmacy. Looking for a unique summertime activity for your children or grandchildren? The Scranton Cultural Center Summer Camp is the ultimate theatrical experience for your young performer. Children of all ages and experience levels can participate in fun, creative, and engaging sessions and even perform on the historic main stage of the Scranton Cultural Center. Don't delay. Join the fun. Find out more by calling 570-346-7369, extension 100, or visit sccmt.org backslash camp. Presented by Toyota Tom Engel of Engel Eyewear. There's no reason for everyone to have the same look. Everyone should have a unique, distinct pair of eyeglasses or sunglasses. Sets them apart and allows them to be their own person. Be your own person with unique eyewear from Engel Eyewear. Plaza 315 Wilkes-Barre across from the Woodlands. So what you want? I want bourbon, Welcome back to the Beer Geeks and WILK. A um, little roundtable discussion talking about uh, beer trading and stuff like that um, in person via post because, you know, we reach beyond the borders of Pennsylvania. Um, there's a, a few states that are a little bit closed-minded uh, when it comes to actual, like, beer trading and stuff like that. But the laws are changing. Um, uh, we were talking about this before we went on on, uh, on the air. There's a little bit of, uh, I don't know, what I don't, what's the word I'm looking for? The laws are the laws, but um, they're changing, and there's all kinds of, like, little kind of shifty little side things when it it comes to, like, how you can receive and send not just beer, but alcohol, like... um, And um, the laws certainly are changing related to alcohol. We just had wine 
become wine just changed in Pennsylvania as far as shipping goes. Yeah, and it's it's really I find it really um infuriating that they kind of separate beer and wine and they keep it that separate. I understand in the state of Pennsylvania because the uh, PA Liquor Control Board controls wine spirits, so that's where they kind of kind of have their hat hung, I guess you would say. But um when they um uh, it was last month they changed the law on uh, they're going to allow a wine to be sold in liquor and uh, grocery stores. When they did that, you, it opened up the doors for people to actually send wine to people in the state of Pennsylvania um, out from outside the state, um, but it has to be in an actual business. They have to apply for a license. So the laws are actually changing as far as us here in the state goes. Um, even as as soon as it was a 2013, the actual Postmaster General of the United States came out and said he wanted to legalize the, uh, the shipment of alcohol within the United States Postal Service. Now, whether that would apply to Pennsylvania, who knows? It's actually illegal to send any alcohol via USPS. Now, it's legal to send it via UPS or FedEx if your state laws allow, as long as you fill out all the prerequisite forms and cross all your T's and dot your I's and things like that. But uh, even the you know the the postmaster general was up for actual shipping, um, and uh, as soon as last year, um, a representative I believe it was uh, Jackie Spear from uh, San Francisco tried to pass a bill allowing for the USPS to actually start uh, shipping alcohol and stuff like that. So the laws are changing. You know what I mean? It's going to get to the point where. Actually, it's funny because recreational marijuana is going to be legal before you're allowed to send somebody a beer in the state of Pennsylvania. But, uh, yeah, think about it. <laughs> That's the actual funny part. Um, but, uh, yeah, the laws are changing. You know what I mean? And eventually it's going to get to the point where everybody's going to be able to do whatever they want to do because it's probably one of the most, I don't even want, what's the word, innocuous things you could do. I mean, somebody wants a beer. I can buy somebody a beer down across the bar. Why can't I buy them a beer from across the country? You know, this doesn't make sense. Or actually, I should phrase that if somebody from across the country, if I'm in Pennsylvania, because you can do it other places. Um, So let's talk about packaging, because honestly, as a neurotic kind of crazy person, this appeals to me because I feel like so many people get packaging wrong. Um, Have you ever had any packaging nightmares when it comes to you sending or receiving any anything? I have had two incoming breaks and one outgoing. And as far as outgoing goes, I learned my lesson. No large bubble patters. Oh, okay. Yes. Had a large bubble patter pop, which created a huge air cavity. Uh. But as long as you do it right, you don't have a whole lot to worry about as far as packaging goes. You just have to properly wrap everything. If you're transporting it in a box, you should put liquids in a bag because nobody wants a soggy box. Of course, George laughs. <laughs> yeah, no one, no one wants a, no one wants a beer to break, George. Yeah, no, no one wants got a beer, it. No one wants beer to break in cardboard, George. Yes. Anyway, we're on no. the same page now. <laughs> anyway, I'm not gonna get past this. So I'm gonna keep laughing. <laughs> anyway, um, no, it's actually like as my crazy, weird, neurotic self goes. I have like a, a semi obsession with packing. You know what I mean, stuff like that. When I'm when I'm sending stuff, it, it it's it's actually pretty funny because when I send stuff, I like go overboard. The key is it's not so much to like it, it, size and weight is going to dictate cost, and cost sucks when actually you have to send anything, whether it be yes. whatever. Um, but it, it's actually I've always been a fan of density. Like you don't want any kind of movement, any kind of stuff like that. You just want it to be as dense that as is possible. The key. Padding on the outside, padding in between. Mm-hmm. And and density. stuff like that. You can't have movement. And this is the funny part, is that I've never had any issues um, myself. I've, everything I've sent has been cash money. Do you know what I mean? I'm lucky enough to where I get a lot of stuff from, from uh, actual breweries, so... I get, like, professional shipper boxes, which is such a nice Those thing. Those are popular in a few states as well. <laughs> yeah, it's such a nice thing. And it, the funny part is I have never received – the only thing I've ever received that would be compromised was I received a, a 750 from a Florida brewery that, like, it seemed like it was leaking slightly from the top. And, like, it, it was – it seemed more of a capping issue rather than it being messed up. But the funny part is nobody – and I mean nobody – packs – beer worse than breweries. Nobody. Like, uh, there's there's a specific Ohio-based brewery that sent me three of their beers, and they they threw... It looked like... It looked like they literally, like, put a blindfold on and threw some bubble wrap in a box and then threw the beers into the box and then, and then put them in, like... 
a, like a self sealable like box and just nailed it to where like there's no way it should have arrived in one piece ever ever and it did. I you know to say how hard it is to screw up packaging. Well, I guess. No, but the, uh, what I'm trying to say is probably the biggest thing. And actually, let me get let me get your thoughts on this one. What are your thoughts on the words "fragile"? I'm against it. Because I feel like they're going to Ace Ventura that thing up and down the hallway whenever it says fragile. I'm not. I feel like, honestly, they're going to do that regardless of what the box says. I don't think they cherry pick things that say that on the box. Here you go. <laughs> oh, wait. We have it. We actually oh. have. I forgot we have an in-house expert on this. So, Ed, if, if, let's say you worked for a major shipping company. Did you ever kick boxes that say fragile? I haven't kicked up a man. You know, like you've heard stories. Yes, when you, when you see that name like fragile on there, it, you're just asking to cut your throat. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's that's probably the biggest one. Don't 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 be too uh, don't be too overly. I guess you would say cautious with stuff like that. Um, but yeah, uh, packaging wise, don't be an idiot. Do you know what I mean? Use common sense. Get it out the door. Stuff like that. Done. Now, let's get to the most negative part of it is that cheaters. Now, I've asked you off the air and break right now. Did you ever get burned on any kind of trades? No. 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 Um, and people have. You know what I mean? And that's kind of, I guess it comes down to actual, like, uh, like communication. Like, have you had at all? Never. Never burned. George? Never. Nope. Nope. See, and that's, I think that's a thing where it comes down to communication. Do you know I what I mean? A, I have a friend that did. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was posting on Reddit. I don't know if you guys ever traded through there, but he was on there, and he left a bad review. Well, he got his beer anyway because everybody felt bad for him, and they sent him the beer. And and, and that's kind of what I was going to get to. That, that's a community thing because once you actually get into the community and you do it right, and you're kind of like you know you do what you're supposed to do. You're a good person. It, you'll you'll make do. Like you touched on earlier, there are a. The internet's a fabulous thing. There, there is a it set of can be. <laughs> there is a set of checks and balances. Do you know what I mean? When you do negative things in real life, sometimes people mess with you on the internet. Who knows? They might just uh, a bunch of different things. Um, anyway, so the cheating part portion of the show. I've never been burned. We never been burned. As long as you take good care of it. But if you do, you know what I mean. Voice your opinion. You know what I mean. Let people know because it's also a thing where you want to let people know so that they don't get burned. And if, and if someone does, there you know situations do come up to where things happen, and sometimes you just can't send beer. I have actually two beer mills that I need to send out that's been taking longer than I expected. But I actually told the people that beginning off, you know, I'm, they were sending me beer. I'm like, listen, I'm like, I'm moving. I got a bunch of things going on. It's going to be a while before I send it off, and it's been longer than I expected. But if you have those lines of communication open. And you'd be like, listen, this is what's going on. I'm totally not hosing you on purpose. Do you know what I mean? This is what's going on. Then you'll be fine. You know what I mean? So in the end, what you want to make sure you do is be open, communicate. Don't be too greedy. Um, don't expect too much. Um, check your local laws. Um, try to meet people in person. And in general, drink your beer, man. Don't trade for beer. Don't get all this crazy beer. Like nothing unless, and this is the personal pet peeve, nothing and I mean nothing, and again, we're talking about social media, so it means a whole bunch of bupkis, uh, is uh, nothing infuriates me more when people post pictures all the time of beers and they never show the top to where you can't see if it's been opened or not. That infuriates me to no end. People will be like, oh, look what I, I'm drinking today. And you know, and you'll be like, nope, if the top's not off, I'm like, you're not allowed. No, don't do it. So there you have all these people that like trade for these things and never drink them. Drink your beers, man, because that's what they're there for. And drink them with more people than... Um, just yourself. Share your beers. Share your beers. So let's talk about this. Let's talk about if you, let's do a top three real quick. If you were going to trade right now and you're, and, and you could get what top three beers, what would they be? Let's start with George, even though he's not paying attention. Um, any beer, like whatever. Any beer on the face of, uh, of in, in the multiverse that we exist. Oh my God. Yeah, top three. And I put you on the spot. We didn't even talk no, about uh, this at all. Probably no. double barrel Hoonapoo. Um, I'd have to go with it, even though it's not in a bottle. If I can get like some Pliny the Younger and like a 32 ounce growler or something, I don't think that's possible. But if you're out there listening, <laughs> that, and, was, uh, that was two. I'd go with KBBS, but I know Steve's going to say it. So I, I, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that's okay. There's nothing wrong with doubling no, up on this. Probably another night to end all dawns. Mm-mm. No, I have two more. <laughs> what are you doing later, Steve? And, and, the, and the other thing I forget is when you do have really good beer and your friends don't have them, make sure you rub it in their face. Anyway, on the Steve. Yeah. Where KBBS. George called it KBBS. Um, Jenny Cream. 
<laughs> yeah. I do want, simply because it's my birth year, I want an 89 Thomas Hardy. See, now he's I saying the stuff that I'm going to say. 86 and 87. Well, you see, I specifically want an 89 because it'd be an awesome birthday beer. And probably... I do want a Marshmallow Hangy. The, uh, this is FM Radio. The Dark Lord. Lord. Yeah. Marshmallow Hangy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Dark Lord variant. <laughs> Okay, fair enough. What about yes. you, Ed? Well, I'd probably have to go with uh, probably some uh, Pine of the Younger, some Blind Pig, and uh, I don't know if I have a third. I mean, beer is beer. I mean, it's all it's all good, but it's in the end, it's beer. Ed's um, back back in the game, baby. Um, <laughs> he is back. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'd probably just go 68, 69, 70 hardy, probably. Uh, no, uh, <laughs> I, I honestly probably. Actually, you know what? I probably want the first ever hardy ever made. I'd probably want the first ever J.W. Lee's Harvest Ale ever made. And uh, mm, I don't know. The third one's always the toughest. Uh, I don't know. I'd have, to, I'd have to sit on this one and marinate a little bit. It was your question. Well, I brought it up. I didn't even think, I didn't even know I was going to ask it. It's kind of popping it off the top of my head, man. Don't yell at me. And uh, yeah, let's just go with another Hardy. Anyway, <laughs> so so yeah. Um, if you um, now, what guys? Where do you guys go typically? Like, if you're going to actually go online, like you talked about Facebook, uh, as far as groups and stuff like that. Do you go anywhere outside of that to kind of find people to trade with? I primarily use Beer Advocate. I don't use Facebook for trading too much. I am in a few groups for. The various other secondary market. And if someone was going to go on Beer Advocate today, the first time they want to go look for something to trade, what would you, if you had any advice to give them, what would it be? Like, just be, be humble and be nice. Read the rules. Would be the <laughs> first one. Yeah, <laughs> which have changed at least six times in the last year. And be nice, definitely, and don't try to seek out anything crazy initially unless you know what it's actually worth. Well, that's... I guess that's probably one of the biggest issues with anything. It doesn't matter whether it's beer or whatever. Everybody thinks the thing they have is worth so much and the thing they want isn't worth as much as they think it's worth. Do you know what I mean? Everybody wants more for what they have and they want to give up for the things that they want. You know what I mean? Well, if it's the thing that you want and apparently you want it, so that's, that's you know, supply and demand right there. But yeah, I mean, just don't be nice about it. You know what I mean? Don't be too uh, douchey, I guess you can say, when it comes to actually initially reaching out and stuff like that. And they ask friends. Do you know what I mean? Like, a lot of people want to get into uh, beer trading and stuff like that and they're not sure. I'm, you know, everybody I know I'm pretty much everybody I know has, has traded beer at one point or another. So, you know what I mean? If you're looking for a little bit of advice as far as what to do and how to get into it, you know what I mean? Reach out. You know what I mean? And if you don't have any friends, well... You must be Herbert Lukes. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, if you don't, then uh, reach out to us, Beer Geeks, and Facebook and stuff like that, and we'll walk you through it. Because, you know, we're just all about, you know, getting good beer into good people's hands. And we're glad you guys kind of tune in and uh, listen to us babble on about randomness. So there you go. Another show down. Um, so let's talk about some future shows coming up. So we have a couple breweries coming on. Next week, we actually have another local brewery on. We have Benny Brewing. Nice. Out of uh, Nanticoke. They've actually, um, they used to be housed out of uh, Marnie's Blue Room in Nanticoke, and they just uh, opened up a new place. It's not open yet. Uh, they're just opening a new place. You're right. Um, it's going to be on the Sansui Highway, but we'll have um, the uh, owner and brewer, Ben Schofield, here um, uh, going over some of his beers. I'm going to tell you right now, I've had a couple of their beers on draft over the past couple weeks, and uh, this is definitely uh, some real good deal. S- yeah, the real deal. It's, uh, it's something that's going to hit the area, and uh, I think it's going to do pretty well. So they're going to be on. Moving forward from there, we have a couple other breweries in um, Vault Brewing is going to be on. We're going to have Chris Steltz from uh, Beer Geek Nation come on. We have a couple other breweries, uh, Single Cut and Transmitter, and a couple other breweries that are in the works as far as scheduling coming on and stuff like that. So got a bunch of uh, good shows lined up. We're going to try to get another couple of beer, um, what's the word I'm looking for, writers or journalists coming on in the future. That'll be fun. And do a couple more roundtable discussions and have more Ed in our life because who doesn't need more Ed in their their life, you know? So (laughs) thanks for tuning in to Beer Geeks. We hope you guys enjoyed the show. Uh, reach out to us on social media, uh, Beer Geeks Radio, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that fun stuff. Let's know what you think. And uh, hopefully you keep tuning in here on the Beer Geeks and WILK.